I'm still trying to figure out what the Lord wants me to do, so evidently somebody out there needs to do something. Or he'd give me flight instructions for up here. Amen. Amen. Listen, I got a whole book full of sermons. This book. Not my book, his book. Amen. Amen. I had a message laid out on the heart tonight. Maybe I ought to preach it. <laughs> I would if God let me. Grab your Bible. If you ain't going to mind the Lord, I'm going to have to preach to you. Matthew 27. This will just be off the cuff, as they say. I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit. Matthew 27. Are you with me? In verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him, notice this, and put on him a scarlet robe. When they had platted a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Are you with me? And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. After that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him, put his own raiment on him, and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. When they were, notice this, coming to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of a skull. They gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when, they had ta- when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him, parted his raiment, casting lots that he might, notice this, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand, another on the left. When they had passed by, reviling him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocked in him. With the scribes and the elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. 
He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have some, notice it's have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him, casting the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, This man calleth for the lies. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on the reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Are you with me? Say amen. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Brother Benny, pray. Yes, Lord. God granted, I pray. Yes, Lord. Amen, amen. The scene that I just read to you chokes me up every time I read it. That this man, Jesus, had to die for my sins. Not for his sins. Not for anything he done. But he was dying. He went through what he went through because he loved me. Then let me remind you tonight there in Luke 22 and 53 when he said, this is your hour. Church, I believe we're in our final hours. I don't believe we're going to be here long. I believe the Lord's going to come back and with a shout, rapture the church out. I believe that with all my heart. Amen. How's that going to take place? I don't know. It ain't my job. My job is to be ready when I hear the shout. Come up hither. Amen. Be ready to go. But I thought about as Jesus was walking to Golgotha. And people were crying. Listen, I'll tell you something. I don't care who you are. If you see a man beaten like this man. This man, Jesus, looked like a walking piece of hamburger meat because he loved you that much. And people were crying on the street and he turns to them and said, Weep not for me. He knew where he was going. He knew the end. He knew where he would be sitting in just a little while. And he looked to them and said, don't weep for me, but weep for your children. Church, what happened to the weeping for our children? 
Now, I'm not just talking about you and your four children. I said our children. Hey, every one of these I claim. I'll fight and die for any of these children. Amen. Amen. And I don't care, Beardy, you're one of my children. Even though you're older than I am, you're still one of my children. I'd fight for you too, brother. Where's our weeping? Where's our crying? Jesus looked to him and said, don't weep for me. America, what has happened to our tears for the lost undone without God? Church, what has happened to our faces in a bed in an altar praying that God would come back into the churches in power? You say, preacher, into the churches? Yes, the church house needs God. The church needs the power of the Holy Ghost. The church needs him searching the pews for the needs of the people. And if you don't have a need, you should be the one crying. Jesus looked at that crowd that was crying and said, listen, don't cry for me. I don't have a need, but you do. You have a great need. You need to be weeping for your children that's watching this and seeing this because I'm dying for their future. I know where I'm going. Do you know where your children's going? I doubt there's a parent in this building tonight that would look up here and say, Preacher, I don't have one single regret raising my children. We all have regrets. Every one of us has regrets on how we reared our children. Amen. I can just look back at some of the photo albums and see some regrets that I have. Amen. Go back and look through your photo albums and say, boy, I shouldn't have been doing that. I wish I'd have never done that. Boy, if I could go back and change it. But we can't go back, so what are we going to do, church? Jesus looked at them that day and he said, Look, you're looking on me now, but look just a little while, I'm coming back. I may look like a piece of hamburger right now, but when I come back, I'm coming back as a king. You're making a mockery of this day, and the church world went along with it. And they set him up, put a fine purple robe on him. That's royalty for those that don't know. That was the hardest color to dye in those days. And that was considered royalty was the only one able to wear purple. So they put that robe on him. They plaited his crown and gave him a reed for a staff. And then they take that reed and I like the way Brother Ken Frady said it right here in this church. said, when they took that reed and smote him, he said, can you see those long thorns piercing his skin and blood coming down from his crown? That's what his crown really was, church. His crown was a crown of blood that was shed for our sins and gave us hope of eternal life. That's what his crown was. 
The crowd made a mockery of it that day. The church made a mockery of it. Scribes and the Pharisees made a mockery of it. Jesus shed blood was given for the remission of my sins. My sins. Your sins. Your children's sins. The future sins of the world. His blood that day was given because he loved us enough that he didn't care to stand there and let them beat that right down on his head and he uttered not a word. I've often thought about this. There's been a many a time I didn't speak, but the thought that was in my heart would have killed him. But you know what was in his heart that day? You and I, our children, our future, our hope, because whatever word he had uttered that day would have happened. How many of us in anger and pain and hurt and trials and tribulations has hollered out, just kill them! If he'd uttered those words, we'd all been dead. Now think about it. But because he loved you so much, he ordered, he didn't didn't even utter a groan. And they gave him vinegar to try to ease the pain. So he'd live just a little longer so they could see what he was going to do. It wasn't for his benefit. It was for their show. They wanted to see. And I want to tell you something. The world's looking right now to church to see what the church is going to do. We've been preaching it. We've been singing it. We've been praying it. We've been praising it. We've been telling it outside the wall. Now they want to see if we really truly believe it. Where is your God? If God's your Father, where is He right now? Why don't you just come down and save yourself? See, He's talking about saving others, and now they're wanting to see a sideshow and say, Why don't you just save yourself? I mean, if you come down from there and save yourself, we'll believe you. No, I'm reminded what Jesus said, even though one rose from the dead. They will not believe. How many have we seen risen from the dead? You're looking at one. Amen. We were all spiritually dead. When you got born again, you were raised from the dead. Amen. And you look at our lives. Is my life perfect? Absolutely not. My name ain't Jesus. I'm just a Christian. Saved by God's merciful grace. That's all I am. Just a pile of dirt that God breathed the breath of life into and made me a living soul and he went to Calvary and died for me. Nothing special about me. Nothing at all. No great education. No big bank account. Never won no popularity contest. Amen. Never been invited to the White House or the inner circles of life. Nothing special about me other than I'm covered by the blood 
of the one that died on Calvary. That's the only good thing in Dennis tonight is that Jesus went to Calvary and he died for my sin and I believe he did it and I receive it and I praise him for it every day that I live. Thank you for making a way for a sinner like me. I'm not going to stand up here tonight and brag on the devil how he used my life for 20 years. I'm not going to do that. But I will tell you, God called me to preach when I was 12 and I was 32 when I surrendered. Can I tell you those 20 years was pure hell? I'll tell you that tonight. 20 years outside of the will of God. Hey, the world will tell you, oh, you're having the big time, the big life. No, you're not. You're living in hell. You're living in misery and fixing to die and go to hell. If you don't get born again, there's never been a drug like a high on Jesus. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a witness to that tonight. There's never been enough alcohol to give you the same high and the same joy and the same peace and there's no hangover from it and there's no harm to it. Because the word of God said, a merry heart doeth good as a medicine. If you get the joy of the Lord, you will have a merry heart. Amen. Now I'll tell you something. If God takes me home tonight, you all better not cry over my casket. You better come in this place shouting and dancing and praising the Lord. They better have some coffee out there and cake out there. And you all better have the best party you ever had in your life because I finally made it home. That's what my goal is tonight is to make it home and to see my Jesus and to bow to his feet and say, thank you for dying for me. You gave up the ghost that I could give up sin. Boy, that would make a shot. Because without you giving up the ghost, I'd never have the gumption to give up sin. Are you listening? Jesus said, don't weep for me. I'm not going <laughs> to have this body much longer. That's what he was saying. Don't look on this bloody pulp of a body that I have. Let me tell you what I'm fixing to get. <laughs> he said, I just want you to see something. This is not the end. See, we only have hope in this world. The Bible said we're most miserable. But I've got a hope of eternal life. Can I help you tonight? Hell's eternal too. That's an eternal flame and eternal torment. Eternal separation. Where's your tears tonight for somebody that's lost? Somebody needs you weeping on an altar and calling their name. I'm serious tonight, church. Somebody's needing to call out to God tonight for somebody. You have that name on your heart right now? Slip on out. Do as it says. Hey, I'm about finished with this message, but I'm sure not finished with the sermon. 
because this sermon's going to go on. I only got the same old story over and over. Jesus died for my sin and your sin. My Jesus gave up his ghost uh, that he could take it up again uh, and save the lost. Uh, He wasn't worried about saving himself. Uh, He was after the lost. Somebody you need to call out tonight. Right now is a good time while the Holy Ghost is in the house and moving. He said, don't weep for me. Come weep for your children. Come weep for your children. Cry for America. Cry for your neighbor's children. If you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, lift up somebody's name. Because somebody needs you to intercede for them. So would you please come as you can, kneel in this altar tonight and say, God, I need you. I need you to hear my cry tonight. I'm calling out this name. God, I need you. I need you, Lord. Maybe you ought to call out your own name. God, I need me. Dennis needs you, Lord, tonight. John needs you. Fred needs you. Anna, whoever it is, call their name out. And if it's yours, just call yours out and say, God, I really need you tonight. I really don't want to go to hell. I don't really want to go to hell, Lord. You gave me hope when you gave up the ghost. You gave me hope when you came back. You gave me hope of life eternal because you died for my sins and God Almighty accepted your sinless blood as my atonement. So call their name out tonight. Call their name out. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. I thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that's here with us tonight. But most of all, God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the shed blood at Calvary, even if it was from a crown of thorns, nail-scarred hand and nail-scarred feet, and a whipped body. God, I thank you for every drop that was given for my salvation to save me, not himself, but to save me and others. So Lord, tonight, you've heard my cry. You've heard the names that's in my heart that need God tonight in their life. God, I bring them before you knowing, Lord, as your hands was raised to be nailed, that you were lifted to the heaven, every single one of them, Father, that the Holy Ghost might touch them. And I thank you for that tonight, Father. So please, Lord, please, 
Hear our cries tonight. Hear our cries, Lord, as we beg you in Jesus' name to touch these that are dear to our heart. God, that we know are outside the safety, outside the precious will of God that need to be saved. So, Father, you touch them. You touch them, Lord, and give them opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus for him to save them, not himself. And I bless and praise you tonight, Father, for your love and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.